Hi, Mama. I am really excited to be here with you today. This episode is a little bit different. I started talking about one thing and was going to just share like a quick tidbit about just a one way to help someone in need. And it was going to be quick and done. But then the Holy Spirit had a different plan and kind of took over this episode. And so this is just totally off um, different. Like it's, it makes reference to a series we're in. We haven't started it yet because I'm going to air this a little early uh, because I just feel like Holy Spirit needs you to know this right now. And so I encourage you to lean in. Um, just be open to what God wants to say to you in this and just have your hearts ready for Holy Spirit to do something different today. Okay. I'm excited. God, God's got you. This is so good. Love you, mama. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Hello, Mama. How are you doing today? I hope you can hear the howling wind in the background. It's just kind of eerie and wonderful. Uh, It's crazy windy over here. I don't know what is going on. Maybe it's the Santa Ana's. I don't know. It is so windy. It was like up all night howling. And uh, of course, the wind was up all night. I was not up all night, but I did hear it throughout the night when I would wake up. And it's just... um, kind of exciting. Hopefully nothing bad comes of it because I just love the feeling of it. So even though I'm very, very cold, especially when I have to exit my warm home, not that my office is warm as if you remember, I'm under many blankets as usual. (laughs) Oh, you hear it? I don't know if you can hear it. It's so great. Okay. Anyways, I'm so excited to be here with you today. We're going to talk about one of my favorite things, which is dreaming. We're continuing our series on new year and what it looks like to just do the new year well. How do we do new year's resolutions and all the things? And so we're going to talk about dreaming today and why you need to dream big, how you can dream big, what that looks like. And this is just my heartbeat. So I cannot wait to share it with you. But hey, before we jump in, I have something different for you today. You know, um, I always try and do what's called like a call to action. It's something I learned from my business coach, which I'm so bad at business, guys. (laughs) I'm trying to get better, but I'm not the best. But one of the things she said is always have a call to action, like have them do something. And I just didn't have that many things for you to do. It's like join the Facebook group, which is great. And it's, you know, when we're launching the Academy, that's there. And I'm trying to come up with some new um, things for you guys, but they're not here yet. So I just feel like I run out of things to ask you to do, but I am very excited. This is something else that is the depths of my heartbeat. And so I hope that, um, well, really, actually, I know some of you, it's also your heartbeat because uh, part of the reason you're here is because you're very similar to me. It's, strangely enough, that's like another thing I learned from my coaches that the people that are going to listen are kind of like 
very similar to me, maybe a couple steps back or, or just in a different, you know, sideways, right? Um, you have different gifts than I do, but the way we work is similar. Um, and not only that, even if you're different than me, we are all, uh, most of us that listen to this are Christ followers. And as Christ followers, we are called to take care of people. This is one of the most important things that is talked about in the Bible. What Jesus talks about it, it's talked about in the Old Testament. This is what one of the things that we are on this earth for. It is to bring his kingdom to this earth. But with that, we are to care for the poor and the needy. So a couple of verses real quick. And don't don't lose me here because this is really important. There was even just a verse this morning from my quiet time that really convicted me. So first, I'm just going to read one that most of us have heard, but it's just such a good reminder. This is from Matthew 25, 43, and this is Jesus talking. He said, I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. And the disciples, they go on to say like, Jesus, when were these, when did, when were you these people? When did you need clothes? When were you naked? And he said, whatever you did to the least of these, you did to me. And so we, this is how we treat the least of those among us is how we treat Jesus. I really could just rant on the whole podcast episode about this. Maybe there will be some coming up about this, but for now, we're just going to touch on it. But like, this is, this is that important. This is how we treat Jesus is how we treat them. And then this morning there was a verse in Ezekiel. I'm in the middle of Ezekiel, which is a really challenging book. There's just a lot that's hard to understand. And yeah, it's a lot of challenging, but this verse just smacked me over the face and not, not the best way, but really a needed way. It says, uh, this is Ezekiel 16, 49. It says, behold, this was the guilt of your sister, Sodom. So this whole chapter was going on and on about how God's people is through a metaphor, but that God's people have rebelled and, um, hoard themselves out is the wording it uses, um, to different, um, God's different people, just all these things. They have not followed God. And there's some really intense imagery there, but it, it was just saying like how awful they were, like essentially comparing them to a wife that, um, just prostitutes herself and, and even worse than a prostitute because she was not taking money and she was giving them gifts. And anyways, just how would a husband feel and just how horrific would that be? And then it talked about the, the sister's sins, which, you know, it's comparing them, like, like saying this is just as bad. Um, and it says this, <laughs> uh, it says, behold, this was the guilt of your sister, Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, excess of food and prosperous ease, but did not aid the poor and the needy. Holy moly. If that doesn't smack you over the face, I don't know what will, because man, for most of us listening, this is where we are at. I just had this picture when I read this of throwing out food, right? Like I buy food at the grocery store and sometimes we don't eat all the vegetables or we don't get to eat the leftovers from dinner, whatever it is. And I end up at the end of the week throwing out so much food. And I just (laughs) had this conviction of, oh my gosh, like yes, that every moment that I pass someone on the street that is asking for food or money and I, I turn my eye away, like I am doing this. I have excess. And even just the prosperous ease part, 
you know, that's something we so take for granted. It's kind of even something I touched on when I was doing my gratitude episode um, about how how I got through the postpartum time and just being grateful for all these things that we take for granted, like my feet and a warm house to live in. And, you know, that goes on and on. And really, like, the prosperous ease that that the m- majority of people listening, and I know there might be some of you out there that, that don't have this, but the most of us have so much ease. And really we, we miss it because we don't see what it's like for other people. That's, that's hidden from us. It's hidden away. And we only see, you know, social media feeds and reality TV of all these people that look like they have more, look like they have it easier. And so we, you know, can feel sorry for ourselves and think that, that we don't have it so good, but compared to the rest of the majority of the world, we are at ease. Oh my goodness. Like we have like, you know, houses to live in. We have heat, we have running water. We have so much, we have enough food. We do not have war in the middle of our country. Like there's just so much. And oh man, I just like, maybe I will do this podcast episode on this. (laughs) I don't know. I want to keep going because now I'm thinking, so we had this ministry come into our church yesterday to share about what they're doing so that our church can be a part of it. Um, our church has a big call to fostering. Uh, our, our pastors had a vision for a long time about that. And uh, God's always put fostering on my heart too. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that's we're going to foster or if I'm going to have some part in helping some capacity, but it's always been heavy on my heart too. And so I love that this is our pastor's vision. And so we have like five different families in our church that are fostering and we don't, our church isn't that big at the moment. And, you know, this, this ministry came in to just uh, help, uh, they have a, a really amazing structure of how to come alongside foster families and support them. And so they, they came in and were talking and, um, the leader of it, and this, this ministry is called foster the city. And I highly recommend looking into it and even getting your church to invite them in and, you know, getting your church on fire for fostering. Cause yes, we need this. And so you know, I'm probably not going to do his story justice, but the, the man, I think he's the man that is in charge of it. Um, but anyways, he, he was sharing about his story of how he got involved and he went to South Africa and went to just one of the poorest parts and, um, just was walking through, you know, this community that was just, you know, they had nothing. And he just was so, upset because they had joined with this mega church that was out there. And there was only, I think he said like five people from the mega church that had come for this tour to, to go into these, these parts of the community. And he was just like flabbergasted by that. Like, how could they do this? How could they not come out and, and do this work? Like, are they really the church? Right. And, and so he was just astonished by this. And then, uh, you know, he went back to the States and I can't remember the, the, the circumstance that happened when he got back, but his eyes were, were just suddenly open to, oh, shoot. This this kind of thing in a different way is happening in my own community. There are at least in in Orange County. So Orange County is the county that I live in, and just in our county, which is a very affluent county, uh, and there are three thousand kids in foster care in Orange County, and he just was astonished by the fact that that is happening in our own backyard. And he just had this realization of, oh gosh, I am just like that. I I am just like the, that mega church that didn't come out for this, this event. 
I do this because I'm not making an impact around me. And so it just convicted me so much. You know, I've always had a heart for, for justice and like I said, foster and, uh, women and, and kids that have been sexually trafficked and, the homeless and so many things, but so often I can get so caught up in the idea of doing something big in that realm that I don't do the little things. And I, I just have been so convicted. Like I keep sharing it, even just this verse, right? Like that they had prosperous ease, but they did not aid the poor and the needy. And gosh, just reading that out loud, it just gets me so fired up and gets me emotional because that's, so many of us, and I loop myself right in there with you. That's the only way I can share this with so much fire is because I'm there with you. And some of you probably are doing amazing things and, and praise God and thank you for what you're doing. But there's many of us that are not, and we're missing this call to action. And so really like the reason I'm sharing all of this with you, I, I didn't intend to share this much, but I do think it's so important. And so I'm just letting Holy Spirit guide me right now because whoo. We need this, right? We need a little bit of a wake-up call. So I started um, getting my news through this source. So I have been avoiding the news for the past, gosh, I don't know, five years probably, maybe a little less, probably actually around the time of COVID, I think is when I stopped listening to the news because there's, you know, it's just a lot. And I just felt like it was, um, I don't know, making me down or bringing anxiety and I just didn't find it was helpful. I felt like it was just cre- increasing fear. And I just, I fear is not from God. And so I, I just kind of stopped listening, reading any, any part of the news. And, you know, there's a time and a place for that. I think you do need to be really conscious of where you're at. And if you are someone that is susceptible to fear, you need to be really cautious how much news you take in. And you need to also, for everyone, need to be cautious of the source that you find your news from. You know, I think most of us are aware that news is usually biased in one direction. There's there's both sides. Um, even sources that try and be unbiased, usually there's some bias. And I'm sure this source I'm going to tell you about has some kind of bias. You know, it's, it's often hard to completely remove our bias, because uh, it's how we see the world. And so we, we are sometimes unaware of it. However, this source so far seems to me unbiased <laughs> from my uneducated opinion. Like I, I, I don't know that much about how to, 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 how to tell, how to tell that kind of thing, but it's been so incredible. So anyways, it's called the pour over and it's uh, a new source. I should, I should pull up how they describe themselves because I just think it is so beautiful. And they, in short, describe themselves as your politically neutral Christ first news source, which I just love that. And uh, I'm just going to read a paragraph of how they describe themselves because it's just been, I only just recently in the past month started uh, getting their emails, but it's been so great because I've been so out of the loop on things, even like some of the things they sent me, you know, in, in the, like, there's like a weekly update and (laughs) some of them, they were, they were updating people about like new, new things on these topics, but I had never heard about them, even though they happened years ago. And so I went to my husband being like, oh, did you hear this happen? I can't even believe it. And he was like, Oh, that happened like a couple of years ago. And I'm like, wait, what? And <laughs> I realized it was just an update on that event, but because I've been so out of the loop and, and just kind of, um, staying away from all of this, I missed it. And again, while there is merit in that, because I do not want to be run by fear and do not want 
voices of fear in my mind. We are, we are supposed to be in the world, but not of it. But that means we're in the world. We need to know what's happening around us. We need to know how to pray about our, our world. We need to know how to pray for our government. We need to know how to pray for countries. We need to know um, where God's calling us to bring relief to different countries through our finances or or maybe missions, like who knows? So we do need to know this stuff. And so I'm so excited for this source. That's why I'm going on about it. Um, totally derailing what I was going to talk about today, but it's okay. <laughs> but this is called the poor method. And it says, if you're coming for wisdom, you're in the wrong place. We are not theologians. We often learn of events hours before we publish, and we rarely write more than 125 words on a topic. So any wisdom is purely quin- uh, accidental. It says TPO hopes to be a resource to remind you to run to Christ when processing major and minor current events, not a solution. We make little attempt to evaluate specific events through the most relevant scripture. Instead, we focus our Christian commentary on four foundational principles that we ourselves often lose sight of when not constantly reminded. We call this our poor method. And essentially, their poor method is perspective, um, open to correction, unconditional love, and response. And so it's just, it's bringing you back to the truth of Christ, right? Our ultimate truth that we stand on, that no matter what is happening in the world, God is on the throne and we are called to be his hands and feet in this world, which means we love people no matter what, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, no matter their, their perspectives on things, no matter, no matter anything, we are called to love even our enemies. Right. And so it, through every event, it it essentially um, shares what like a very brief paragraph that has lots of witty humor in it about what is happening, and then it shares um, just like a, a verse and a com a quick commentary on how we can take this in as a Christian. How, what do we need to be reminded of? Like we need to be reminded like not to hate these people, but we're to, called to love them. We need to be reminded that that there's always hope because Jesus is already one, right? And so it just brings us back. And so I've just loved it so much. So I wanted to share it with you. I'll put the link in the show notes, um, but you can also search it. It's called the Poor Method. the The Pourover.org is their website. But yeah, uh, I just love it. So. All that to say, besides highly recommending you getting that in your inbox every week, uh, there was something on the email today that really just hit me over the head. And, you know, especially after that verse of when you have an abundance of food and an abundance of ease and you don't help the poor, like, like, let's go church, right? And this um, was something they shared about, um, and it's called the title was avoided dot, dot, dot for now it says Somalia has avoided entering a famine for now. However, the integrated food security phase classification predicts famine is only a matter of time. Extreme drought and soaring food prices escalated the already dire situation, pushing as many as 1.7 million Somalia Somali. I don't know, <laughs> to seek shelter, multiple Somalians to seek shelter at refugee camps, some of which don't have food to offer, only water and facilities. So uh, millions of people are having to flood to these refugee camps and those camps don't even often have food. They have water and facilities. That's it. It goes on to say humanitarian aid has prevented the country from plunging into famine thus far, but the danger is far from over. The ICP, along with the United Nations, predicts that more than half of the country, approximately 8 million Somali 
Somalis could face at least crisis level food insecurity by April, this April, 2023. And some areas might finally reach famine levels. Furthermore, the ICP estimates that by the summer of 2023, around 1.8 million children will be acutely malnourished. And oh, I had to pause it there. (laughs) Just getting emotional thinking about these kiddos. I mean, we're all mamas here, most of us. And thinking about these kids that just don't have that option for food. And here we are dumping heaps and heaps into our trash by the week. And what are we doing, right? And not that we can ship that food to them. It doesn't work like that. But here's what we can do. And this is why I just wanted to share this with you. Because we got to do something, church. We've got to wake up and make movement. We know that as the day that... um when Christ is coming back, as it draws nearer, more and more things like this in our world are going to happen. Our world is going to get worse and worse, but that doesn't mean we just stand by and say, well, the end is coming, you know, maybe not in our lifetime, but it's coming. This is just part of it. It's just too bad. It's inevitable. No, like we got to be the church through this. And, and as we are the church, this brings witness to, to people like that. Christians have the uh, terrible rap in our world right now. Like people see Christians often as evil and just this terrible. So maybe part of that is because we're not doers. Maybe part of it's because we, we just sit on our high horse and, and share about Jesus, which we need to do, but we don't actually be the hands and feet of him in our world. And so we've got to get up and start doing that because that's how we love Jesus, right? He said, to, just as you did to the least of these, so you did unto me. So let's, let's yes, share the gospel. Yes, invite people to church. If I don't share about that enough, I need to more because that is essential. We need, that is, that is more important than food is that we need to help people find Jesus, right? That is an eternal salvation. However, people also need food. And and one of the best ways we can help them find Jesus is to work with our hands and, and our feet to do the gospel live time in our world. So here's what you can do. And it's so easy. It's so easy. I, I got really excited because you know, often you read these things and you're like, oh, what can I do? And, and the asks, they try and make them manageable so people can like do them, but they feel so big or they feel like they're not going to have an impact. But this one actually is doable. It says, we're asking the TPO community to join us in partnering with World Concern to help get emergency nutrition packs, which is a peanut paste fortified with nutrients, um, along with water and hygiene products to those the most in need. And for $12, you can feed a child for a month. Are you kidding me? $12 feeds a child for a month. Um, and TPO is matching the first 20, uh, $1,200. Um, that give through the link that they have. Man, man, like church, let's do this. And they have a verse at the bottom, which is another good one to remind us of our, our mission. This is James 2, 15 through 16. It says, if a brother or sister is without clothes and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, stay warm and be well-fed, but you don't give them what the body needs. What good is it? Right? And how, how many of us 
myself included. So if you're feeling the conviction, don't let it lead to condemnation. Condemnation makes you feel shame and makes you feel like you're not good enough and you're horrible and you could never actually amount to anything. So don't even bother trying. Conviction is like that twinge of God saying, yeah, daughter, you're made for more. You're made for more. You can do better. you got this. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to give you finances. I'm going to be with you. Let's do this together. So, so let that conviction rise up in you just as I have, because I, I feel it too, sister. Like I feel it in my core. I want to do more. So let's not just say, go in peace. I'll pray for you. Uh, be well, it'll be okay. Okay. No, let's, let's be the hands and feet of the church and let's give them some food. So I'll I'll put the link in my show notes um, for both to give and also to sign up to subscribe to the pour over because I imagine, again, I've only been with them for a minute, but I imagine there's a lot of things like this they send to us and we need these reminders. It is so hard to face because it can bring that condemnation where the enemy tries to sneak in and take something that God's calling us to do and he whispers lies into it saying that, you should just feel so guilty that you haven't done this so far and 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 feel so so much shame because you're just horrible, right? And then we don't move and we don't act because we just feel overwhelmed by it. But we just got to take these little steps, right? We we got to um we got to do the $12. We got to join Foster the City, whether that means fostering kids in your own home, whether that means um I love the Foster the City's model because they um essentially help support foster families. They um, you know, help get people to start fostering, but then they get the church to rally around them and build a support system around them who brings over meals and who helps them with chores and babysitting and whatever is needed in prayer. And so, you know, I highly encourage you along with this $12 or wherever you're feeling the conviction to, to get on also foster the city, go talk to your church about it. Go, if you're a pastor or a person of influence in your church, bring it to your pastor's attention. Um, and if you have it in your church already, become a support family or become a foster family. Oh man. And there's so much more too. like, these are just a few small actions we can take. So let this, God just kind of took over today and I did not plan to share a whole episode on this, but I think Holy Spirit wants to do something because he's doing something in me and I love to share what he's doing in me and, and help spread it to you because that's how we change the world, right? Is when we join hands and we each do a small thing, right? Like one child out of millions, it isn't, doesn't feel like a lot. But first of all, we need to remember that one child is is one child. Like if you imagine you have a child, like that child matters to you more than almost anything. So that child that that twelve dollars goes toward matters big. And then how we get to the millions is when we join together. So, you know, even if um, this episode helped you, get you excited, get you want to get you want to move and go, um, I encourage you to send this episode to other people that you think need this same message or, or send the pour over to them or send the link to them, whatever. Like, let's get going. Let's be the church and rally around the people that need the most when we sit on our abundance. We don't have to feel guilty about it. God has given it to us, but we've got to do something with it. Okay, let me pray. God, I just thank you. God, for your holy conviction, God, that there's always something, God, that 
more that you have for us, God, and that we don't need to be overwhelmed by it. We don't need to feel shame by it. We don't, God, I rebuke the voice of shame in the name of Jesus. That is not from you, God. But I just pray, God, that that conviction, God, that, that the mamas that are listening, that they would allow that to rise up in their hearts right now, God, and they would just get fired up for your mission, God. I pray you would open their eyes to what's happening around them in their communities, in the world, wherever you're calling them to, God. I pray that they would have the strength to open their eyes. God, I know um, sometimes I shut my eyes because it feels overwhelming. And God, please forgive me for that, Lord. And forgive everyone that's that's joined me in that, God. But, but give us the strength to keep our eyes open and our heads up so that we can see, God, that we do have an abundance. We can see, God, that we are called to do something with that abundance. God, you've blessed us with that for a reason, God. And we are your change makers here on this earth, God. And so I just pray, God, that you would start uh, just a rally cry throughout your church, God, that it's going to change the world. It's going to change how people see Christians, God, because we're going to get we're going to get dirty. We're going to get our hands dirty doing your work, Lord. And I just pray, God, for every mama listening, you would just show her that specific one little step. God, not the overwhelming issues, not the weight of the world crumbling on her, but that one little thing she's called to. You know, I mentioned multiple things in here, God, but but that not all, she doesn't have to do all those things. She's That she would take one of those things or, or something else that has been on her heart and just take that little step. That little step, $12 a month, that's like two lattes. God, we can do this. God, God, help us to have the conviction enough to take that step, God. And we just pray, God, for Somalia, God. And we just pray for food, God. We pray for the famine to be over in the name of Jesus, God. We pray that... There would be missions teams sent there, God, that would that would turn the people's hearts towards you, God, and that there would be a revival that happens in Somalia, God. We just pray, God, that you would just show up in a mighty and powerful way in that community in, in the way only you can do, God, and that your, your glory would be evidence because of what is happening there, God. And I just pray for everyone that is impacted by this, God, that you would give them strength for this, God. I pray you would take away hunger pains, God. I pray you would provide enough food for every single person, God. And we just pray, God, that you would just do a turnaround, God. We pray the famine would be over in the name of Jesus, God. And in the meantime, God, we pray that we would be the church that would rise up and come to their aid, God. And we just thank you, God, that we get to be on mission with you, Lord. We thank you, God. We praise you for this opportunity. We thank you for the abundance you've given us, God. And God, just show us what to do with it, God. We love you. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.